0: do we're doing the damn thing bart
1: let's fucking do it
0: all right dude tell me about tell me about the project my man
1: project project power yeah let's jump right in project power so um being in fitness for as long as i've been in fitness man you uh you go through so many different uh, avenues of fitness where you're first trying to just make a name for yourself in terms of I know what I'm doing and there's an ego part of it. And you're trying to lift really heavy weights and you're trying to wear the gear and you're trying to like personify what you think fitness is. And then you kind of get some confidence with that. And then you train transition into like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Now I'm going to get really scientific with this shit so I can see more results from what I'm doing. And then you do that for a while. And then, and then you start hopping on different fads that seem like they go with what the science is showing you and, eventually get to the point where you've you feel like you've tried a lot of different things and now you're just in the lifestyle well i think people unfortunately along that way um because they necessarily uh, don't have the right information they don't have the right circle they don't have the right facility or or whatever many different reasons they'll either quit or they get the wrong impression or or they'll meet the wrong circle or they'll go to the wrong group and and it kills fitness for them It, it 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 defines it in a way that they don't feel like it's part of them or that they're part of it. So Project Power started in my mind a long time ago whenever I went into, you know, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gyms that I've been to across the country. I can see these people and it just seems like there's a whole bunch of individuals in the same place that obviously have some sort of a a similar passion for physical exercise. But they all seem so individualistic. So I wanted to build an environment where even though you may start along that path, you just started, you're doing the science thing, you're doing the group thing, whatever, you have an environment where the actual community shares the love of the physical fitness with each other. Mm. Okay? How do you do that? You eliminate all those little tiny freaking reasons why you wouldn't like to go to your gym or that you're intimidated to go to your gym or you're not seeing the results from going to your gym. And they're so minute, and if you just walk in the door and you, you might see these cool lights and you might see the cool equipment and, and you think that might be what makes the gym, but it's not. It's that, you know, a lounge that I put in there so that when you do find someone that you connect with, dude, you sit down for 30 minutes and have a conversation after our workout. Or, you know, you're at the water fountain and there and I put three of them next to one, one another. So while you're filling up, you can say, hey, man, I saw that squat and you fist bump them. There's so many opportunities here to create community and connection that uh, I think that that's something that you can't really find a whole lot of other places. Mm. Um, I know you like martial arts, like that's the beauty of martial arts. You roll with someone one-on-one intimately for fucking 30 minutes, you're gonna have some sort of relationship after that. You went went through hell with each other and so now you're like your boys or, or whatever. Um, that can be duplicated, I think, in these type of environments. I just unfortunately think that the market and the business side of gyms doesn't focus on that. They're just obviously bottom dollar because that's what business generally is explained as. As little investment as possible with as much profit as possible. I understand that, but I also understand the power of residual business and word of mouth and guerrilla marketing and when you create an environment, it itself will grow because it's alive, it's passion, it's love. Like, that shit will fucking always expand. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about the bottom dollar because there will always be dollars as it expands because that's how you get into the fucking building is dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's <laughs> all, I mean, dude, yeah, like you said, it, it really does boil down a lot of times to, like, the community. You know, if you have a community, then it's amazing what will grow from that, for sure. Hands down, my favorite part about jiu is the last i don't know 15 20 minutes sometimes 30 minutes to an hour you'll be sitting there after you're done training yeah just talking sitting there on the mats just talking with a group uh with a group of people so by far the best part of jujitsu is, is that part like after training just shooting the shit yeah just hanging out yeah. with the people it has nothing to do with jujitsu conversations at that point. about the world and life and and family and all the things dude um, a- and
1: where else do you get something like that outside of jujitsu how many other places do you go to?
0: Dude, you know, there's not a lot of places like, you know, the Jitsu gym where you can get that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I think people probably find it um, in, from a fitness-related aspect. I think a lot of people get that in, like, CrossFit gyms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing with the CrossFit is the the community aspect of it, where people they find these small box gems and they're like, oh man, you're know, at your ten, twenty, thirty people that are now your friends that you're all just sweating and working that's hard right. With together, yeah. right? Yeah. And um and you know, there's a lot to be said to just working hard with people, right?
1: Yeah. And and again, like that is the uh, common denominator between all of those things, the physical aspect, but. Like, very seldomly do you, you know, let's say you, you leave your jiu-jitsu gym for the third time. It's your third time there, and you've just fallen in love with it. When you go tell the other friend that you have that doesn't go there about this place, very seldomly is the entire conversation about how technical the professor was or how amazing his armbar was. There's, like, a smidge of that, and then there's, like, dude, there's, and then there's, everyone's fucking cool as shit. Like, yes. everyone's dope, dude. This place, they're, they're fucking awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. You go to your barber shop, it's the same thing, man. It's like, yeah, you cut my hair, but, dude, like, this guy went to the fucking NOM, and he's got stories, and right. we, we connect. Um, that's lost in, in public gyms. You can get it in private studios. You can get it in CrossFit places. But these are all, like, exclusion-type places. There's only so many spots. There's only so many classes. Like, you can't just fucking roam and stay there for four hours. Um, so... I'll even elaborate a little bit further because you you're seeing step one, and as we spoke before we started talking, uh it's a big vision, right? yeah, yeah, so the end goal is i have I have a four pillar system, so fitness, finance, relationship mindset. Um, when I was with s two and and you know the best parts of s two someone comes in for some nutritional advice, we get that out of the way. They make the purchase, they stay for 35 minutes, we shoot the shit. When they go and tell their friends or, or, or they get a, I get a, a handwritten note back or an email or something, one of those other three were somehow involved. Either we talked about some investment opportunities, we talked about some books that we've read on mindset, either we've talked about how to <laughs> manage your relationship with your wife better. Um, because ultimately, your happiness, in my opinion has to have all four of those pillars on at all times Mm. if you are jacked and your wife loves you and you seem like a positive person but you can't fucking pay your bills you're stressed if you got money up the ass you have hot chicks around you all the time but you're fat and dying because you're not taking care of yourself you're stressed out so anytime you have And this is unfortunately, I think, one of our cultural biases in society right now and Instagram and all this stuff is they hone in on one of these, blow it up, get notoriety for it, and then they look in the mirror and all they see is the pillar that they don't focus on. Yeah. My wife hates me. I'm jacked. I got money. Nobody likes me. That person's not happy. Yeah. Right? So I I have this, that's where this is all kind of going to is our goal is to fix all four at all times. You should never neglect one, thinking that the, the neglection of that one and enhancing another one will somehow compensate. So eventually, all the uh, employees at, at Project Power, they'll have a expertise in a background other than fitness, mm. ex financial advisors, ex marriage counselors, ex you know. Um, you know, uh, inspirational speakers, yeah. all that stuff, yeah, right? yeah, other
0: expertises and backgrounds.
1: So you get done squatting. Guy comes over, fist pounds you because you just PR'd. Doesn't say anything else to you, walks away, just because he was genuinely excited for you. You say, hey, thanks, man, so much. You start shooting the shit in the lounge. You have a fucking problem with your investment property. He just so happened to be an investor before this and gives you a nice, cool, new idea to try. Yeah. You, out, you go out there and you, you change your direction of finance because of the gym you go to yeah yeah. that's the power of project power yeah that's why it's there's no word fitness in the name is because it's oh it's bigger than fitness this is a life enhancing environment Mm. we just i just love fitness so that's my foundation that's the stepping stone to to start it right you know what i mean
0: so it sounds like you're trying to create a place in which you know people can you know gather and connect and and grow that's
1: right yeah i mean
0: and fitness is kind of the foundation, like the vehicle yeah, man. to build it.
1: Again, again like <clears throat> if you promote the four-pillar system, for someone to be mentally ready to take on four pillars is very few and far between. It's a very uh, um, overwhelming concept if you think about it, like fix your whole fucking life and fix every avenue in it. That's a lot. So if you can make it more digestible and just say, let's just start with this, mm-hmm. go to the gym for five months, get some confidence. You'd stuck to your word. You're seeing progress physically. Now you have enough energy to tackle your bills. Now you have enough energy to talk to your wife openly and honestly. Like it, it transitions the energy into the rest of your life. And you've heard that before with a lot of different things. I do jujitsu and I, fucking, I, can, I can handle someone yelling at me at the grocery store better because i've expelled all this energy at the gym and now i'm more confident in myself
0: yes that, inc- that incremental progress right yeah you're growing you're building you're getting stronger yeah dude that's how a lot of so many people get overwhelmed right whenever they, f- they think about the task as a whole mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then a lot of times you get that whole paralysis by analysis thing where you're just thinking and thinking and thinking and then you're never acting no doubt yeah
1: well the, yeah exactly the best form of marketing is marketing that doesn't seem like marketing. The best form of education is education that doesn't seem like education. Like, if you attack something and say it is what it is, yeah. you have a much higher likelihood to put your arm out and say, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, we're going to go for a hike, and we're like, okay, I can fucking handle a hike, and then halfway through the hike, like, oh, we got to jump off this 30-foot cliff. <laughs> uh, well, I'm already here, so I might as well try. Yeah. Right? Like, why not? Why not? I'm already here. I don't want to look like a dit bitch next to him, so I'm going to try. But if before on the hike I said, "Hey, dude, we're gonna go jump off this cliff," you're like, "No, nah, I got shit to do." I
0: don't know, man. What's at the bottom of the cliff? <laughs> yeah.
1: treasure chest, bro. Oh my goodness. Life.
0: <laughs> what if I can I turn
1: around and walk back down the path? <laughs> <laughs> you can, but we're all gonna watch you, and we are probably not gonna invite you for the next one. Oh man, you're just gonna fucking
0: yeah, dude. Don't me be out. a bitch, bro. Don't be a bitch. Dude. Don't be a bitch. That's the lesson. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, you're testing my ego, Bart.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's life. I'm it life is. testing your ego. I know. You know, I feel that it's 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 almost contrary i think that so many people want to make life out to be this this roses thing nobody wants to talk about the ugly harsh reality of you know you're gonna get punched in the mouth and this shit's gonna be really hard and um you're gonna experience heartache and loss and you're gonna fucking you're gonna make terrible decisions and like all of the things are also true and uh, nobody wants to ever fucking talk about that dude. Everything needs to be uh, you know framed in such a positive manner all the time.
1: You 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 couldn't be more right. And there's like so many examples of that and obviously since we're in the gym I'm going to give a gym example like um when you go on Instagram and you look at the fitness people, they don't post the set where like rep 4 and 5 was the ugliest fucking rep known to man. Yeah. But they still got it, but it was disgusting. They're going to wait until they can pump all five out like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So there's always this perception of, like, I have never struggled doing cool shit. Right. Right? Just recently, even the (laughs) stupid-ass trick shots that, like, they throw the ball down the steps and it goes into the fucking cup. Like, just recently did they show the 8,000 takes that it takes to do it, right? Mm -hmm. But for the longest time, like, no one showed any of that shit. Like, for example, here, I I I talked to a couple of my clients because again like it's overwhelming when you even meet a person that you believe like when you when we talk to andy like you've done so much you've created so much look at all the results like dude like you've got it fucking figured out so you know one of my clients said something along those lines when i took her in here for the first time and she noticed like the trim on that because that used to be a giant wall so i broke all that wall down and i I made that trim by hand
0: this is two spaces
1: Yeah, there's like a tiny little door right where that uh, rogue uh, bike is. Got it. So, you know, you see that result and you go, man, that's beautiful, Bart. Like, you don't have a background in carpentry. That looks good. I go, if you were with me as I was doing that, you would have told me 15 times that I'm not cut out for this. Because I fucked up 15 boards 15 times, right? I had to go back to the store six times because I bought the wrong shit. Like, if you were to with me every step of the process, it looks like I am terrible at what I do. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the end of the result, because I don't quit, because I have perseverance and determination and all those other aspects, you go, wow, you did a phenomenal job. It's very interesting,
0: the perceptions of others, right? Because as so I'm sure you as being you, you just view like this is my life. I am Bart. This is who I am. That's right. Of course, you recognize, like, your gifts and your abilities, but at the end of the day, you don't really necessarily know what the perception of everybody else is. Like you just of me? Yeah, yeah, or your world or your life or anything. Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. You yeah. just know the reality of your day-to-day. Take, like, that for an example. Right? You know the reality of what it took to do that mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. everybody else just sees that and they're just like oh fuck bart you're fucking awesome you do everything awesome yeah right yeah. you don't fucking fail. you have to
1: remind them that that's not true
0: yeah it's so interesting right just uh, you, you never know what the outside perspective is it, or I guess hold on, I guess a better way to say that you don't always really ever really know what the reality of any situation is for a person so it's just so interesting just the, the perspective of others right so I think one of the things I think about the most is um, I love the book Shoe Dog I haven't heard of it Shoe Dog by uh, uh, Phil Jackson uh-uh. Uh or Phil Knight did I fuck that up? <laughs> Phil Knight? It's about Nike Okay. is it Phil Knight? I always fuck it up dude. I, don't know. I think it's Phil Knight the owner of Nike yeah because Phil Jackson is the coach yes right
1: Bulls Lakers coach yeah, yeah. Phil Knight
0: by Phil Knight yeah. okay Shoe Dog by Phil Knight and it's just interesting because essentially the book is just uh, he's just talking about kind of you know how Nike started and just the the, the entire process all the way up until like going public mm-hmm. and that entire process from the outside I mean it was, it was you know 25-30 year process and from the outside looking in you know they're they're selling all over the world they're they're at billions I don't know if they're in the billions yet at this time but you know millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. probably billions at this time sure but they're the massive brand but if something would have would have happened like 2020, where everything locked down, yeah, they would have went bankrupt for sure. They were completely leveraged all the way to the hill. They had almost no money in the bank. Yeah. Um, every time they would get a massive loan, they would just spend it, spend it, spend it for growth. So they had they had no money. They're running thin, and then they didn't actually make money until they went public. Not crazy. So that's yeah, that's the thing. So on the outside looking in, this is an uber successful brand. It's the biggest thing in the world. They're fucking kicking ass. You know, they have all all of the people. All of the athletes, no doubt, they're they're doing the thing. But had they if something happened and they weren't public yet, they would have went completely bankrupt. But that's it's it's the
1: perception of things. You never really know the truth, when, and it's so interesting. Y- y- yeah, man. And whenever you look at a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, maybe that's their first year, maybe it's their twelfth year, but they seem so fucking honery and aggressive. Right. And stressed and this and that. And and even you try to give him some perspective of, like, oh, I'm sure he had a long day or terrible meetings or whatever. Like, no, dude, like, his entire life is matchsticks right now. Like, one flick of fire and the whole thing in his mind is fucking gone. It could be. Right? So you've got 50 million coming in. You're spending 49 and a half million to do it. Yeah. You're making nothing on that much money. So the guy running the thing is like, dude, no, like I'm constantly almost dead every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's no different than, you know, the typical person maybe making a purchase that's a, above their means for a car or a house. And they're barely making ends meet. And they seem distraught and unhappy. And, and we see it all the time. And I think that's where, like, the money doesn't buy happiness bullshit comes from. It's not that money doesn't buy happiness. It's that when you have when you spend money you don't have you're not gonna be fucking happy because you're pretending and pretending causes stress, right? So if you can if you can be transparent with the truth with what you've created and how things are going, not only do you unload that on from yourself, right? You don't have to keep up a charade. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to remember your lies. But secondly, the ones that follow you and the ones that are looking at admiring or, or, or supporting at the very least, they know the fucking story, they know the truth, and they know how to handle you, and they know how to handle the 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 thing that you're creating properly, because for example, if someone believes that this place is making buku bucks, because let's say it's bringing in buku bucks, they don't really know I'm spending buku bucks to do it Ah, he can afford if i don't if i if I put a hole in the wall, he can afford if I break this dumbbell, they're a fucking big corporation, they make fifty cajillion dollars a year. But if you know that this is barely hanging on or the, if, you, if you're transparent about how things are actually going, the ones that actually are loyal and supportive, they'll be more caring. They'll be more understanding. They'll be more lenient. Like as a, your life as a leader will be easier when your people that support you understand really what's happening, I think.
0: Yeah. I guess what I really just mean is that I think that um, it's often lost how, how much work really is is going into to building the things you know what i mean what all it really takes it's not always pretty it's a lot of it's a lot it's of never pretty it's, it's, it's literally of, it's never pretty. it's a lot of no no sexy no. just working hard yes. ugliness yeah and the only sexy part is, yeah.
1: is what you put on a show right that's it yeah dude or yeah even for yourself even if you're by yourself and you're trying to be sexy it's fake to try to improve like my own ego yeah because it's not dude yeah man. i mean I, as as transparently as I can say that, its yeah, it you, you're, you're literally the punching bag of your business f- forever. Yeah. Like you just you're get, the guy. You're the one it that it take, on takes every... Yeah, and, and so I had a, a situation where um, one of my contractors and I didn't see eye to eye on um, a quote. So they did work. We never agreed on a the price. They kind of just told me, don't worry about it. We'll do it as cheap as we possibly can. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of the work, they gave me the bill and it's like, no joke, 10 times what I had budgeted for the actual work. So I'm like, well, I don't, (laughs) I can't pay you this. Like we never, there was no paper to say this is what it's going to be or a bid or anything. It was just literally a handshake saying, don't worry about it. We'll do it cheap. We'll do it fast. Don't worry. So I sent him a text and say, Hey, I'm going to call you today or tomorrow after I calm down today. Like, I don't want to talk to you today because it's not going to go well. My ego wanted to just absolutely destroy this person. I felt like I was personally attacked, taken advantage of, you know, all these, all these person, I took it personally. I took the day and my perception was this guy knew what position I was in. This guy believed that I had more money than I had brains because of the perception. And so it's very easy for me to believe that he's out to get me or out to, to use me. So I took the day and I said, let me put myself into this guy's shoes, like truly. And the chances of this guy, who has known me now for a five, six-month process, um, the chances that this guy is deliberately trying to sabotage me or or hurt me or or extort me or whatever, are probably low. What this guy basically did is, is in his own mind, he thought this was going to be, I'm going to use arbitrary numbers, this could have been a $40,000 installation he only charged me 12. in his mind it was i got a great deal for him we never spoke about a number figure in, in the first place had he told me it was even five grand i would have been like don't do the work i'll do it myself i'll figure it out so anyway i, I give him a phone call and immediately there's obviously animosity Immediately i didn't even say a word yet and he's already like okay i'll take i'll take i'll take two grand off because of this this and this reason um, and then he starts backing up why it's the price that it is. I didn't, haven't even fucking said a word yet. And he goes, if you ask anybody, it's great work. If you go and get another bid, it'll be three times as much. And I told him like, hey, hey stop. I'm not here to argue whether you're worth the money you're asking me to give you. I am the very first person to, to always make sure people value themselves accordingly to their, to their gift. And you did a phenomenal job. Your guys here did a great job. I'm not here to beat you up about you're, you're too expensive. I'm here to tell you that I don't have that money. So our goal together as a team right now is to figure out a way that you get what you deserve value-wise, and I'm able to do it. Dude, and it de-escalated the entire thing in a millisecond. He's mm. became, he, just, he stopped being defensive and automatically switched over to very helpful, cordial, and nice.
0: That's a beautiful way to handle it.
1: It's the truth. I don't give a shit if this guy feels like I'm superior to him. My goal is to get this fucking gym open. Yeah. I don't give a shit if he thinks he's better than me or, you know what I'm saying? Like, the goal isn't to make me feel like a boss. The goal is to get the fucking gym open. Right. So let's focus on that perspective. You gotta put your ego aside. It doesn't matter. What's it matter? What's it matter that this, you know what I mean? So. Oh,
0: dude, ego will mess up everything always.
1: But it's such a useful tool.
0: It's good to have a healthy ego.
1: Absolutely. It's necessary. in
0: confrontation when you're leading with ego, it's, it's often wrong.
1: Ego without proper end result in mind is when it becomes disastrous. Because I could have won that conversation, and he would have went and absolutely obliterated me to every single person he knows. And I would have had bad word of mouth. I would have had bad energy. I would have had all this negativity surrounding this process. Which, in the end, will always karma come back to you. Always. I'm a very huge believer on whatever vibrations you create. That is essentially what you've asked it back into your life. So, if I go into an attack mode, and even if I win this attack, I don't get the result I'm trying to get. Like, how does that help me? Right. So... You know, there's this quote that I constantly repeat myself since this started last October. It's, you can always tell the size of a man by the size of the things he lets bother him. So if I want to be a big man and I want to be this boisterous ego, then I have to not let things bother me. I, I have to just keep in mind the perspective of what are you trying to do, dude, and then just keep congruent with that. And it fucking works.
0: Yeah, dude. At the end of the day, at the very least, it's just a learning lesson for you. As you're working with people. Those are going to be future projects as you move throughout life, and you just learned a big lesson. That's going to
1: save me millions of
0: dollars one day. Dude, every lesson is learned by a mistake. Nobody.
1: (laughs) You won't remember it if you don't fuck it up. No, it has to be associated with pain. Uh, Exactly. Struggle and pain is life. It is. Period. It's necessary.
0: You have to have it. You have to create a strong emotional attachment. To a lesson to really have that thing set in
1: if it doesn't hurt why wouldn't you do it right if you sit in a chair that's comfortable why would you move you don't move you don't do anything if something's comfortable so if i sit in a chair that's fucking amazing i'm going to spend a lot more time there than if i sat down and there's fucking spikes in my ass like i'm gonna get up immediately mm-hmm. so you kind of have to set up a life in a way that there's enough spikes at least more than 50 50 percent of your day should be spikes to keep you moving forward (laughs) because if you put it all plush like why would you fucking move
0: yeah yeah and also try to learn how i think um you have to learn how to to reassociate things that the things that you don't like that are good for you you know say oh fuck, i don't want to go to the gym Mm -hmm. you're trying to create a reassociation with the gym to where it's it's a pleasurable thing it's a positive thing it's like no that is where i want to go this episode is brought to you by Strange Donuts. Listen, if you're in the St. Louis area, you gotta check them out. It doesn't matter which location you go to. There's four of them in the city. You can go to Coeur, Maplewood, Kirkwood, or just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. It doesn't matter which one you go to because the donuts are delicious at all of them. And let me tell you something. Every weekend, there's some sort of new flavor creation. You will be so stoked that you check these guys out. Hands down, one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Anytime I'm traveling, I got to find the best donuts in the city. And when you are in my city, St. Louis, you got to check out Strange Jonas. So again, check them out. Let them know that we sent you. You don't get anything for telling them that we did send you, but they do know that you listened to the show and we got you in the store. So go Do yourself a favor and get you some strange donuts today. This episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. Go check us out at imposedwill.com. We have a full line of apparel. We just dropped our free flow shorts for all my jujitsu and active people out there. If you're running or swimming or rolling jujitsu or fighting or anything in between, you just want to wear a nice comfy pair of shorts that look cool. You don't even have to be doing any of the other stuff. You just want to look good. Come check us out, imposedwill.com. We are also hosting all of the goods and apparel for the show. So if you want a coffee mug or a hoodie or something that says Outside Perspective on it, you can get it there as well. So one more time, go check us out,
1: imposedwill.com. So I was listening to Rogan the other day, and I can't remember the guy he had on there, but it was like a metaphysicist. And they were talking about the consciousness of the universe. Okay, so – as as an entity, the universe has an, a consciousness, and it has its own equation for life, like the life equation. Okay. And <laughs> this is directly correlated to pain and struggle. And he and, and uh, you know, Rogan kind of is talking about um, why are we so materialistic. As, an, as by nature. Like, why are we, why are we so dead? Because if you, you know, Rogan likes to talk about if you take a telescope and you go way, way, way back out and you kind of observe humanity as a whole, it's just a bunch of living, living things that just make shit better. Yeah. That just promote things and progress things. Like better and better stuff. Right, right, always. Why is that so ingrained? <clears throat> and this guy says, well, chaos is part of the equation of the universe. So if you think about it as a species... Evolution is, is, is only predicated on the necessity of evolution, which is predicated on problems. So without chaos, there cannot be life. Without problems, there cannot be expansion. So we are embedded with the need to solve problems and the need to overcome struggle. So if I don't introduce struggle, I don't feel life. I don't feel alive. I don't feel fulfilled. Right. And our materialism comes from the fact that I caused myself a problem. Maybe there wasn't a very large problem, but it's innate in the in the structure of the universe that I need to create a problem for myself to solve so that I can feel like I'm progressing, which means I can feel alive.
0: So you're th- so you think that like the materialist like materialism is rooted in needy- in needing to solve a problem. Correct. So we, we go and just buy things to 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 satisfy that need
1: the equation of life
0: because mm, because acquiring is is solving some sort of problem for you whatever that whatever that problem is deemed for you it's like oh i don't i don't have anything to wear tonight that's a problem
1: so instead of I like need, i
0: need to go buy some shit
1: Instead of, I mean, even, even basically, even instead of, instead of cutting up what I do have to make it look different, like I have to go acquire something new to mm. solve this problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and cause I mean, now let's play devil's advocate. Cause that's what I like to do. I like to hear a theory and then I try to play out the exact opposite point of the theory. Of course. Right. So now you go, okay, what is the opposite of materialism? Minimalism. That's a common thing that's popularized now. You only have 10 items and that's all you get yeah
0: you know that's been pushed for probably the last decade no doubt yeah
1: and and, you know it's to declutter your mind and to help you refocus on life and Mm -hmm. you know because because we do have a lot of options now, right so continue where you're going yeah yeah no no no. so if you do minimalism uh, (laughs) let's play that out dude so you know you turn 18 you've acquired all your 10 items you have a wife you have your kid and now it's just time to be happy for 50 years sunsets hunting even hunting a bigger animal like even if you minimalize your life life itself gives you these obstacles and structures and struggles to overcome famine drought harsh winter preparedness you have to prepare acquire create like it's just innately in the structure of of life yeah so instead of fighting against it why not learn it learn how to manage it in your favor so if I can control the pain and the struggle that I'm putting myself within because the result is somewhere I believe will help me become more myself then you feel fulfilled from your problems but if you're constantly trying to run away from problems life again will give you some but they won't be yours and you won't know where you're going and you don't know if it's worth it so all that you need to become is a victim of life and then you run your life through that. If you're just running away from your problems, which you can't do. Yeah. You, you can't solve all your problems, and you can't run away from all your problems. So you lost me there when we started with minimalism, and
0: we got to running away from problems. <laughs> okay, so what?
1: so so again, the opposite of materialism is minimal, minimalism. Right.
0: So like just not having possessions.
1: Just 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 uh, yes, exactly. I, you have a room. So is have. that
0: kind of like you're saying like that's kind of like denying the innate. Um, uh, just like the, the innate uh, like attraction that we have to, to, to accumulating things?
1: Your attempt to. And even when you attempt to, what happens in that attempt? Because if you say, okay, tomorrow, Bart, I'm going into the woods, I'm building a cabin, and I'm being minimalistic. Okay. You assume that you've now, you've now separated yourself from materialism, right? Oh, but,
0: d- but even in that, you're still going to need to a- accumulate things. You do it anyway. Yeah.
1: Even in a smaller scale, you're right. still going to do it. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're saying like that's just an innate thing that we have to do and the the one so there's the extreme of doing it too much and then there's the extreme of where we're just completely just trying to deny that part of ourselves.
1: Right. Like even if you try to deny it, you physically can is yeah. is literally impossible yeah. as a as a living atom structure yeah because we are part of the universe that everything's interconnected we all follow the same laws right always
0: sometimes my my stupid monkey brain tries to make sense of things and i try to draw conclusions or maybe there are maybe there aren't i don't know but sometimes i wonder i'm like man did this did this minimalism thing come about as a way to start shifting perspective of having less stuff and then as a result you you don't you begin renting and you don't try to acquire property and so now you, we're going
1: into governmental side and then you don't have stuff right and, and then all
0: yeah and then all of is yeah but then all of a sudden you start hearing the World Economic Forum saying that you'll own nothing crickets. and you'll be happy about it and then there's also a ton of corporate investment firms who are buying up single family homes and they're building apartments everywhere and a whole bunch of people are renting and I personally. There was a time where I was kind of really attracted to that minimalist idea, especially in my 20s. And, dude, I got fired from Express Scripts. This was five years ago now. And so like I was like 27 or, I'm sorry, uh, 29, kind of right around there. And I can remember kind of still feeling that way, like, oh, man, do I need less stuff? And then also I needed a whole bunch of money because I just (laughs) fucking just got fired from my job. So I sold all of my like dvds i had a massive dvd class i I don't really need these i can probably get anything uh uh, digitally digitally if i actually want it so i sold it yeah but then now i'm like man was that a terrible mistake (laughs) because if everything's digital then what happens away from what that or what if think about this and this is just the next step i take okay we we go completely digital and uh, aside from the idea of the World Economic Forum saying, all right, you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. But the the idea of you start studying history and humans and just the time span of it all, and there's some people who believe that we've probably had about three or four major resets in human history where we go back to fucking zero, Mm -hmm, bro. mm -hmm. And there's a lot of evidence to show this. So who's to say that... If that does happen and we just get smashed by something or there's some crazy shit that happens and everything's digital, we're going to lose a massive amount of information and we're going to go back to the Stone Age. 100%. So, you know, I just, I just don't know if it's always the best move to have nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a long fucking no no no, road, no. Right?
1: dude and, and not only do I 100% agree with you but now as you know we get into our 30s and we have so many years of experience and we've tried different avenues and theories and ways of life and we've made these conclusions that like pain is life and there's always going to be problems and there's nothing to w- run away from and that the ones leading us more than likely don't have our best interest in mind because it's literally it behooves them not to Right. Right. Um, yeah, dude, I have not. <laughs> I have now become so anti everything, anti establishment, anti anti all of it, um, because they, they all lie. Like it is, it is it is part of the process of the duty of what they do to lie. And the way I kind of broke that down to not to not be angry about it or to not be judgmental about it, um, because I think sometimes we get into these modes where like, I don't trust the government. Fuck them and fuck this. And. I'm like, no, dude, look at it from a natural standpoint. I'm a very big believer of if it exists, it's supposed to exist, okay? Nature has never fucked up. Life doesn't fuck up. Life gives everything for a reason. Now, we may fuck up using it properly or not, but it belongs. So think of it as, you know, you're a parent and you have a, a, a partner and you have children. So you and your partner are the leader of your house, which is five kids, all various ages. You and your partner, late night, pillow talk about what are we doing as a family? What do we need to do? What's the future? What are we trying to accomplish? What are we trying to help our children accomplish? And you set a plan between just the two of you. Now, whatever language you two put together in order to make that plan, you cannot go then to your children and say it in the exact same way or be completely transparent because they may not like what you're about to do to them or tell them to do or try to direct them to do so the two of you make a plan and then you have to devise a way an action plan to then transfer that energy and that information into your children in a way that gets them to do what you want them to do in a way that makes them think that they're the ones making the decisions to do so because that's how they'll actually follow through on it if you just go to them and say this is what i want you to do and this is what you need to do you have pretty much a sure chance that they're going to fight you on it or, or have qualms about doing it or at least not follow through. That's at the fucking household level. You go now to, let's say, corporations. The CEO and the vice president do the exact same thing. They have a board meeting. They have a where we're going as a company, what do we got to implement, and then they have a strategy meeting with the whole company and present it in a fucking fantabulous, super exciting way to get everyone to do what they want them to do. That's corporate level. Now I do it on a country level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's for sure whatever we're being told is not the fucking truth. There's a lot of theater. Always. Yeah. It has to be because, as you know, you've spoken to a lot of smart and and intellectual people. And the reason why you think they're smart and intellectual is because everyone else is fucking (laughs) stupid. Everyone else you talk to... On a regular out there basis, a lot of times doesn't want to know the truth, runs away from responsibilities, doesn't want to do the things that actually make changes in their life. Yeah. That's the only way to identify those that do. There's so much information. We're inundated
0: with more information than ever before.
1: Correct. How do you keep up with it?
0: You know, you talk to some people, it can be so overwhelming when you look at all the shit and then you have to parse through what's real, what's not real.
1: It's all fake. Whatever we're being told on purpose is not the truth. Oh, of course. For sure, right? So then I say, why, why am
0: I being told this?
1: Because it's not true. Because, because even if I, if I think about like, if aliens came down and like, obviously they knew more than we did, like even the language at which they are telling us is a way, how do I put this?
0: Are you referring specifically to like mainstream media?
1: I'm talking almost, I'll break it down to like my personal theory and that way will maybe make more sense as to my belief of outside When the pandemic went down when they were talking about corona when they were talking about this that and the other thing the way i survived mentally is i only took information from my surroundings that i personally was able to identify as true meaning i personally had interaction with Mm. if i spoke to you your personal experience is what i took as truth not what you saw or what you thought you saw or what someone told you i only understood and listened to the things you personally did and i only did whatever i personally saw so during the pandemic and respect to anyone who had negative effects during it if i hadn't watched tv or listened to someone that had antidotal evidence i would have had no idea that it even existed same I woke up, I went to work, I saw my people, I went home every day for those two years and I never experienced anything other than that. So th- any negativity that I, I would have had mentally or emotionally would have came from hypothetical information that's now been filtered through so many people, it's probably not true. Mm. So how can, I, how, can I, <laughs> how can I change my life on evidence and information that I have absolutely no trust in whatsoever? Yeah. I won't. So call me whatever you want to call me, but my life didn't get worse during 2020 or 2021 at all. Yeah. I still improved. I still progressed. I did a lot
0: of jiu-jitsu during twenty. <laughs> yeah. I did a ton. I didn't,
1: close my, I didn't close my gym. I didn't stop training my clients. Not for a fucking day. Not one.
0: No. You, that was The best thing anybody could do is keep working out during that time. Oh, no shit. Be healthy as possible.
1: Again, so if I just kind of have this, this you know, way of life where I, I do my best to only operate off of information I know is true— and not hypothetical shit, I stop wasting time on things that more than likely I'll have no influence over whatsoever. Just focus on
0: the things that you can control.
1: Did you hear what so-and-so said? No, I didn't. No. Nope. Well, they said this. No, you don't know that. You know what a reporter said to another reporter that reported it from their perspective said that has literally no meaning whatsoever or a, a, a snippet of, of, of dialogue or a, or a <laughs> put together little synopsis of some things that they said and they together put it into a sentence that wasn't really a fucking sentence Mm -hmm. you know and the thing that is is most frustrating is the exposure like there's so much exposed truth of fabrication that that no one has done anything about
0: that's the interesting thing right Right? you know you have like nancy pelosi's husband who's the greatest investor of the in the history of America, <laughs> yeah. yet we we just allow blatant, blatant. lies to our face, and fraud. And yes. I, uh, what do we do? though, is the question. You know, it's, it, it. You ask. I mean, it's, it's super important. Obviously, the primaries are coming up, and and that's important to like you know to to get involved into your community and set the standard on your day to day. You know what? I'm really this is another point, but the, what I'm really just realizing is that. Too many of us are glued to the opinions of what we are seeing online or on TV or we're hearing through the radio or whatever the caliber people are consuming their uh, their their digital information. None of that matters, dude. It, it life is lived here in the real like in the real world, mm-hmm. you know. And like as I'm building my business, business is done in the real world. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not what you see ac- coming across your feed. Because somebody put a, together a cool ass video and they sponsored it. Yeah. So it's like, that's, yeah. that's not business. That's not life. And so many people are living life through their like a phone or TV or whatever the case may be. And, um, man, it's just not, it's just, a, it's a, it's an off perception to have.
1: Because, right. So why? And you're hundred percent right, which is where my uh, personal theory of how I conduct myself came from. Well, I will only operate off of what I personally experience. Right, I will not make decisions off of anything that I see digitally. Ever, I will only make personal fucking choices off of a handshake or a you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I won't like I won't close my business because a whole bunch of people I don't know yeah. told me so. So to kind of get back to to the the thing that um, you have to ha- you have to be okay like forcing the hand. So what do we do? We have to force the hand. If I don't shut down my business and I continue my business because I personally believe that it's the right thing to do, and everyone else that also believes that also doesn't shut down their business, that itself dictates the climate out there, right? If all the people that that did agree with me did what they thought they should do, then there wouldn't be shutdowns. Right because I guarantee a lot more people wanted to keep their businesses open than they wanted to close them mm-hmm. right, but because they were afraid of what the community might say or they might get in trouble they might get fines, they might get this, they folded based off of information that was hypothetical, yeah, one guy got fucking uh uh fines right you got you got um uh, Attilius, I think, is in New Jersey. Um, oh Ian, yeah, yeah, Ian yeah. Smith, right. Yeah, Ian Smith. Right, and then a House of Pain here in Chesterfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's issues. two. Yeah. That's two, right? What if no one shut the fuck down? Force them to find all of us. Force them to fucking lock all of us down. For like the Bugs Life thing, where they're yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, grasshopper okay, dance. Okay, that's what we do, bro. Because yes, we can go vote. That's one thing you can do. That's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but we've seen the last election that that yeah. may not fucking matter either, right? Mm-hmm what can you personally put your fucking hands on and make a difference with do that and what that means is just live your fucking life as how if you live
0: your life that's it yeah, how you
1: conduct yourself and how you live your life so if police officers have to come arrest me and they have to i'm going to say look me in the fucking eye and say i am under arrest for feeding my family go ahead that's on you now bro
0: yeah, I did my thing. And then when they say I'm just doing my job, oh my God, that's just what kind of mindset is that, dude? That's the scary thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's been experiments forever that dictate this. I I, I posted one. I can't remember the. the oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. Sure, the man. authoritative. That,
0: yeah, the the Stanford experiment, yeah. super famous for that. The
1: the jail right. Mm-hmm. Yep. In prison. There's also the one where like the shock experiment. Do you know that one?
0: Yeah, yeah, man. You know they 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 still would shock. So right, there's the actor who would come in. And they would have the, uh, uh, fuck, what's the the subjects, I guess, mm-hmm. they think that they are administrating shocks, right, to That's the right. actor in the other room. They're asking questions. By right? a doctor. Exactly. A doctor sitting in their lab so coat. Right there behind them they're the they're the expert, right? That's right. They're the, Who's also they're an the actor. authority. Also an actor, right? And they say if they get the answer wrong, then you need to shock them, right? So they they shock them and they progressively make it worse and worse, right? And the person sounds like they're fucking dying. There's
1: literally crossbones on the last button, like death. Really? It literally says yeah. death on the last yeah. button.
0: Now, I don't think they can see the person, right? I think no. it's just coming through. Through the speaker, right? The sound sound through the speaker, right? And eventually, I think the person goes quiet.
1: After the third, there's three buttons left. So the fourth to last button ends the sound. Mm. And 65% of the people... Still, press the last three buttons. So, what does that say about people whenever an authority
0: tells them what to do?
1: It explains Nazi Germany. That that the whole point of that experiment was to how can these soldiers put people in gas chambers? Yeah. Because sixty-five percent of the time, they're just listening to orders because someone seems authoritative.
0: Yeah. So, I I just read this book. Um, it's called The True Believer, and it's ta- often talking about you know what makes up the true believer, causing like the circumstances, and then um, there's there's just a lot of that like goes into creating a fanatic and it it, it really goes into kind of that and one of the things it talks about is how often you know people they what they really want they don't want freedom freedom in the sense of what we believe freedom is or was meant to be here in america they want freedom from consequence they want freedom from actually having to make decisions and they want freedom from 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 the 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 responsibility of failure for making those decisions. So people want assurances. So people will will trade freedom for assurances every time, and it's a very scary thing to to think about. That's 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 gnarly, dude. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's that's slavery. It's scary, man. It's scary. So you know, you know, a lot of people. You 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 can also. I mean. Pivotal time in history is obviously World War II, the Nazis, all that shit. And and a lot of times people ask themselves, like, how did these people do such horrific things, these soldiers? They'd go and they'd kill people and rape people and do these horrific things. And oftentimes you talk to some of these people maybe after the fact. I think, you know, there's some interviews and whatnot where, like, these people... Just didn't see themselves as doing it. It's like a third-person thing because it wasn't them making a decision, and it was authority telling them mm-hmm. to go do.
1: they were a they're a tool to I go do th- exactly. Yeah.
0: It's just people want the freedom. Well, th- it's all from it responsibility. It's that
1: right? They didn't make the decision, and there was no consequence for doing it. Exactly. So how can it be bad? Bad things are only bad if there's consequences from doing them. Mm-hmm. If if you can steal a million dollars and you never go to jail. You know, that was great. Yeah. I fucking I got a million bucks. Like, that's, why would I not do that?
0: That's so scary.
1: Even if I stole it from orphanages and now a bunch of kids can't eat. But there's no consequence. I didn't see the kids. You know, maybe I did, but they didn't die at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, we're so perceptive and perception is reality. So if I perceive no consequence, if I, then good and bad is literally philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. There is no innate good or bad. Because even in, like, the law of attraction metaphysical world where we talk about quantum physics and the interaction between atoms, the life doesn't, doesn't understand good or bad. Life just understands life. Life just understands vibration. We, because of consciousness and morality and all this, we're the ones that decide if something's good or bad. And truly, you don't even make that decision until way after the fact. Because, you know, you, have you heard that, um, what is it, the, uh, the Chinese farmer whose son broke his leg, and the whole village comes and says, I'm so sorry for your son. Have you heard this before? No. Oh, dude. Okay, so the whole village comes and says, I'm so sorry for your son's broken leg. Farmer says, we'll see. Two days later, the Chinese army comes and starts drafting people and doesn't draft their kid because he's got a broken leg. And they all come and say, congratulations, you kept your son. And he'll say, we'll see. So then uh the next day uh because he wasn't drafted uh a, a big flood came and fucked his entire farm up and uh you know they're so sorry we'll see and then because it flooded a whole bunch of grass grew and a whole bunch of uh, a stampede of horses came and now he has a whole stable of horses that are very expensive congratulations we'll see same son got on one of those horses the next day fell off and broke his neck as now he's paralyzed so you don't know if something is a positive or negative until you look hindsight yeah my gym was supposed to open in january hasn't obviously a lot of a lot of delays a lot of supply chain issues frustrating oh my god what am i gonna do paying rent without any income like there's a whole bunch of you know problems we're gonna open at the peak time to open because everyone's getting off of summer and trying to get back into shape because they just gained 60 pounds doing barbecues for the last three months i didn't plan that yeah but it's a benefit so so even good or bad, like we can't innately say like that was good or that was bad. It's that whole
0: idea that things just are, right? And it's just, you know, what, what do we assign to them?
1: How do you want to pr- pr- um, uh, pronounce yourself into this life? How do you want to vibrate on a regular basis? Not so much because of wh- how people perceive you, but because of what you would like in your life. Right. If, you're a, if, if you, <laughs> if you in, innately enjoy pain, uh, n- not pain, uh, suffering in a way of murder and and views and and uh, y- you're gonna get that into your life and you can't be mad about it because you're the one doing it into life yeah so, so, so you know what i'm saying like you look at that psychopath and he is, like, there's plenty of of interviews with absolutely horrific people and they're smiling and happy as can be because they enjoy cutting people's fucking heads off yeah and so in his body and his fucking perception of life he's like yeah this is cool we because of our morality go like that's the worst life to live ever you're stuck in jail and this and that you know what i mean yeah so philosophically that's why a lot of philosophers end up killing themselves is because the answer is there's no fucking answer no dude (laughs) Dude, no one knows what they're doing yeah it's there's there's just so much
0: life is wild bro it's awesome it's so
1: fucking interesting and so fun to like 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 explore
0: yeah, yeah. I think about the people, you know, like we came across each other back in college, dude, you know, well over a decade yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so interesting, the people that you come across, and to see how just life unfolds, you know, I mean. We
1: haven't spoken, literally spoken face-to-face in probably 13 years, something like that.
0: Probably, yeah, yeah, I think.
1: I think 11, 12 years.
0: Probably 12 years, I think, you know. I um, Since I left, I think, Selfman Superstore yeah. in 2010, I moved I so we graduated and at least I graduated you graduated in 2010 as well or yeah so graduated in 2010 I moved to San Antonio like a couple weeks after graduation and I think that's probably the last time I've seen you
1: dude so how much life has happened in those 12 years yet we can sit down and have a fucking like I don't know how long we've been talking but I could talk like this for the rest of the fucking day yeah we jive We, we we're exploring each other's perceptions and philosophies and theories and like that's an energy, bro, and, like, that's not something you fake or generate. Like, this is going to happen till we die. We can meet again at 50 and and, and have just another fucking great conversation. And the interesting thing is, like, how much stuff can
0: happen between now and oh, then? A shit ton. Dude, I think about just, you know, as, you, as you're building something, right, like, how much can happen in five years? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, it's going to be a completely different thing. I mean. Yeah. but
1: But, like, it is. Obviously because we have scares and dangers and (laughs) now they're pushing, you know, we had like four hot days and so ever since then all I hear is like climate and we got to spend money on climate and and like today uh, I was in the gym and obviously they got the TVs going and they're like violent weather and it shows like temperatures that are generally normal for fucking summer in red. When before <laughs> it was just, just a map of temperatures, and now mm. the temperature map is red. So now they're gonna be pushing that. You know, there's all these things that we can get cut up on. But then again, man, look back 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, Cold War, Korean War, uh, Gulf War, like all these time periods, everyone was fucking shit in their pants all the time. They always had some reason to shit their pants. When the pandemic started, they threw a list up of like every x years there's like a huge pandemic scare h1n1 like all these right so dude like that's that's just how we do things apparently like to think that now we're dealing with something that's the worst that's ever been and it's been this fucking same shit, just different dialect for the last forever.
0: Yeah, right? that's just that's just the hubris of people, right? And I think it's also probably just generations as we come up. We, we you you come of age at a time, and then you just act like your time is just so. Unique. It's the most important. Everything's unique, but dude, time is cyclical, and there's always these turnings that are happening, and there's always things that. That are occurring, right? And and really, what is all all this really is different is just what phase of life is a generation in and how to res- re- respond. It's just the but language. It's
1: the language of the time.
0: Yeah, dude, it's wild, man. But I guess what I was more so saying is just like how, from a business perspective, like how much can you build in oh, f- five oh, years, like oh, five years, oh, dude? Yeah, I, yeah, like it's just course. so cool to see, like you know, you've been on this journey now for w- five years now. Or this specific. This one? specific journey, like last
1: October's when I broke ground on this lease to to well i mean
0: i'm sorry like once you decided to go at it on your own. four years four years so the last four years you've been on this journey Mm -hmm. right so and you've done so much right in like four years where you go from you're fully employed right working at s2 career salary career salary doing that you built your life around that income and that way of life and then you're like all right i'm gonna go at it on my own now like Mm -hmm. this is just where my life is taking me and then now 4 years later almost 5 right whenever i just kind of like buckle things in like the 5 like in 1 year after this is open right that would be that kind of that 5 year mark for you mm-hmm. Just think where you're going to be in the next five years, so six years from today. And I'm just like, dude, it's just so cool to see people that I, dude, I knew you as a college kid. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I <laughs> wasn't like this back then. And we were, like, just working at <laughs> something in the superstore. Yeah. And, like,
1: we're lifting and just doing just. Watching d- movies in the back because we see six people a day. Yeah,
0: dude. just Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> slanging. We went from slanging there. I think first one had two products, bro.
1: I started when they had one. I think they had Just Ignition. Probably, yeah. I think it was, like, ignition light. No, it was level one light and ignition. Those are the only two things they had.
0: Yeah, exactly. That They had level one and yeah. ignition, and we were slinging with that, like, ISO Pure 9000, yeah. <laughs> had, bro. That wild berry was this yes, shit, it man. it was so good, <laughs> dude. Yes, it did. Like, we had... So, those early ass days and then now, it's like, boom. What's we're funny now, is you say 12 that... 12
1: years, 13... I feel like, like, I haven't done shit in five years. I feel like I should be twice as fucking far in, in, in these five years. Yeah. Because... Because I've lived each of these days, and there's been so much slime and sludge and shit to fucking run through. In my mind, if I didn't have that sludge, I'd be twice as fucking far. I should have four of these fucking open. Yeah, but the but you have to trudge through the mud. It's just... That's the property of struggle and pain, bro. It's the inevitable. Yeah, that's right. Like you you got to enjoy it. go through it. Yeah, and, and that's where the power is, and that's when the second one opens, it's twice as good as this one. And right. the 14th opens, it's 14 times. So, like all those lessons about price and this and that are going to save me millions of fucking dollars one day. Oh yeah. It's the cheapest lesson to learn right now. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's all perception.
0: It's all perception. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so cool to see. Dude, you're like you're working hard, you got some shit going dude. I mean, it's yeah. all circled around sounds like 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 the philosophy of having balance in all of these areas and not necessarily attacking all of these areas At once but let's let's start here with the physical because I'm a big believer that everything starts with the mind and there is that mind-body connection Mm -hmm. so you train the body you're training the mind you you strengthen the mind you can take control of your entire reality you know what I'm saying I mean literally when I think about like what does it mean to impose your will it's like you can impose your will one decision at a time like Mm -hmm. making that next decision and raising the standard which you live your life and just how
1: you view the world can change everything and it can change moment by moment. Yes. So your will is imposed by decision and it can be literally the exact opposite of everything you've ever fucking done right now. Yes. Like this moment could be you, the fucking change of your life.
0: You need no permission to be the person that you want to be. You can just wake up tomorrow and decide, all right, who do I who do I who am I attracted to? Who are the people that I aspire to be like? What are their characteristics? Oh, they're charismatic, they're funny, they're friendly, you know, they're they're the life of the party or they mm-hmm. they're inquisitive or whatever the case may be you can start figuring out how can I develop these traits? How can I be those traits? Or you can just start doing them as well. Practice, find different ways to, yeah. to,
1: to develop these things and you can be that person. Dude, so okay, so let me ask you this. Like like on my arm I have silence and solitude tattooed. I think those are the two most important things in any person's life. Like the in a, the ability to disengage from media and to have enough quietness to understand our own thoughts. So I'll even argue even a little bit further, like do you think that Looking and, and modeling after lives that you've seen is a is a easier thing to do than just sitting on your own and being like, "What kind of person do I want to be?" and 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 completely have no connection to any person when you go through that.
0: Um, I think that us as humans, we are creatures that can't. I won't say can't. I think that we're all influenced by our surroundings whether we like it or not whether it's something we're directly or indirectly exposed to and i think that there are maybe just some universal traits that are just attractive and 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 lead to success so i think as a person if you think of these traits i think it's i think it's easier to maybe pinpoint those traits into in in another person that you kind of want to be like so like the whole idea of I'm a big believer in like the law of attraction. Right, just like you know, like you've already mentioned, the energy we're putting out is the energy that we're we're often getting back. But here's the thing that so when you connect with somebody who's on that same frequency, mm-hmm. right, and you have that connection, um, you're also going to get people who are attracted to that energy who aren't of that same frequency, but they they want that frequency, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to get people try to steal your energy. So I just think that we can recognize certain things like in vibrations so instead of being like that person that wants to go like take that from somebody to your point you can sit in solitude and silence and you can maybe you saw that in somebody else and now you can take that all right now how can i develop those traits it's not that i want to be that person Mm -hmm. but it's like man i like how when they walk into a room they command attention and people give them attention. They have a bright smile and they speak clearly and loud and they articulate well. How can I develop those traits? It's not that I want to be that person, but how can I do that type of thing? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that we're all influenced by people as much as I would like to believe, like I'm just this individual thing and I'm not influenced by other things. I think we all are influenced in some form or fashion.
1: And that's a piece of education that I think, uh, podcasting and and conversations with people I think some like that's one thing that I would love people to take away is the understanding of that difference because you will look at fitness finance relationship mindset you'll look at someone who you idolize even not like celebrity wise I'm just saying like you look at someone you go man I want what they have or I want to be like they are and the and the incorrect I'll say that incorrect way of doing it is to try to Try to assume how they would behave in certain situations and then emulate that. Right. Because that's not you. You're acting. You're, right. you're pretending. And mm-hmm. what does pretending do? It causes you stress and you fucking inflate or deflate at one point. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone that I've looked up to in my life for whatever reason, I did exactly what you said. I said, wow, what a situation. I knew if I was in that position, how I would behave. And it wasn't mm-hmm. as good as what they just did. And then I go one step further and I go, what traits do they contain that let them do that action? Now, my action may look different because I'm a different person, right. but they, were, they, they, you know, they used their character, they were loyal, they were straightforward, and they were honest. Okay, honesty means something different to me because my truth is different than that person, but I can still tell you my honesty. Okay, now I'm, I am duplicating the thing that I admire but in my own way exactly the difference is is a lot of people say well that guy yelled at everybody in that situation i'm gonna go yell at everybody in that situation right and then they're yelling things they don't even fucking believe in and everyone sees through it and they says what a fucking douchebag and no one fucking follows that guy but if i go okay he was honest with what he said okay here's a situation oh shit i should probably be honest boom honesty it's the exact opposite of what the guy said that i admired but because it was honest it got the same reaction yeah and that's, I think, where people really start building themselves up and progressing through life and fulfilling themselves, and exp- yeah. they're expressing really One, who they are. One
0: hundred percent. I yeah. think you see that in a lot of different ways, right? Whether it's, you know, somebody's trying to be an artist, you know, early when they're trying to find their own voice, they'll they'll kind of emulate yeah, the people yeah, that, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that they that yeah. they want to be like. Or they're a writer, they're kind of writing the style of somebody. or an oh, actor. You're right about that, man. I think we all do that. So I wonder, is that is that just the natural progression where we, as we're we're becoming more comfortable with who we are and where we fit in life and i don't know and, and you you tell me i don't know but i think we're in the exact same age are you also 34 35 i turned
1: 35 last saturday perfect yeah
0: so it's like i for me anyway and my my kids are so embarrassed by me they're 12 and 14 <laughs> bro and <laughs> that's crazy and i'm just so comfortable just being just myself i'm just so dorky and i'm just yeah. i don't care anymore like i don't care what people think there's just so much of your early life where you're, you're so worried about what people think yeah and you're just not comfortable just being you or what that is okay. and, and then as we're progressing you know we start emulating people instead of being who you are so so it's like that it's like that discovery process it's
1: irony and i and i've i've had many cons- uh, like discussions on like life is just this yin yang of irony because yeah. as you grow up you care what people think you do things that you think will get people to like you They don't like you because they know you're doing things to get them to like you. You stop caring and you start doing things that you don't care if people like you and they start liking you because you don't care what people like. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have this positive reinforcement, which ultimately is giving you what you want, which is acceptance by not searching for acceptance, which enforces you to not care about acceptance even more, which then gets people to like you even more. And that's why we keep doing it as we get older. But some people never cross over to that port. And they never see the power of not giving a shit. It gives them exactly what they're looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and uh, how much more power is there to not only do what you think is best for yourself and to express yourself and then get the thing you've always wanted, which is acceptance. Because you don't look at everyone to accept you. You get the people who love you and they fucking love you because you are yourself yeah but when you're everybody everyone doesn't give a shit
0: yeah yeah i mean i think that takes a level of self-acceptance and
1: uh it's just a risk i think that i think there's a point there's a risk that you take you just go fuck it i'm so tired of pretending i'm so tired of wondering what shit to buy and what to wear and where to go and who to talk to i just fucking don't have enough energy to do it anymore Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna do my own thing for a little bit yeah and then you go oh fuck like I got people around me, like legit people, like people are there, they're listening, they care, they're checking in, like all this shit I've always fucking wanted, a family, like wow, maybe I'll just keep (laughs) doing, maybe I'll keep doing this, right, but until you get to that point where you're just fucking sick and tired of it, like when we first started talking, um, I think even before we started recording, you know, you said people develop until they're 25, right? Yeah, your brain is still developing
0: to mid-20s.
1: So psychology actually breaks it apart into like three or four zones of development where some people stop mentally developing at like nine in terms of of their perceptions of the world. Yeah,
0: like your cognitive ability.
1: Yeah, well, not even like, like, uh, you know, like mathematical potentials. I'm saying like um, their value system. Mm-hmm. stops at nine right right mm-hmm. so they're very vengeful spiteful they're very short-sighted short uh, uh visioned where they think very small very very right now like a nine-year-old kid would like i want a cookie you don't give me a cookie i'm gonna cry i don't get that it's gonna ruin my dinner right. you You're know narcissistic 100 percent I mean? right. yeah. selfish self-centered all that um and then there's like a i think another spot at 15 and then another spot at 25 and then there's a fourth group who never stops they're consistently evaluating their their value systems they're consistently evaluating the truth of the world and, and okay. yeah and i think that's how um you can have these circles of friends for life because you've all are in one of those capacities Mm. so you've had friends from you were nine until until you started driving and then you all kind of switched and then you've had friends until you know 25 and then you all kind of went a different way yeah they fell off you kept going yeah and then there's friends that you met at 27 and like y'all are just fucking you know what i mean or the friends that you had at nine and are forever they're probably developing the same way you're developing you're constantly evaluating your value lists you're constantly doing that and, and that's a big reason why some people just don't fucking jive no matter how much they try or how much time they spend together or how much communication they have because your value systems are completely different.
0: Right. Yeah, dude, you're not going to like everybody that you meet. You're just not going to connect with everybody. Yeah,
1: and, yeah. and that's, that's on purpose. Right. Like, um, Something I used to talk to people about that were in uh, relationship issues, um, let's say you just broke up and you're kind of distraught about it you know the 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 thing that most people do in those situations whether you got fired from your job or your girlfriend left you or whatever um you think like they chose someone else because you're not good enough like that's the generalized personal attack that everyone feels whenever something disconnects but the way i like to think about it is like you're a triangle i'm a fucking octagon that person's a square which shape is the best they're all, fucking, they're all just shapes. Mm-hmm. They're just different shapes. Yeah. Some shapes fucking go together and some shapes don't. We, because of consciousness and our ability to be self-aware, are able to round our edges to try to look like the shapes we're around. And I don't want to be alone. So even though I'm a triangle, I'm going to fucking try to jab one of my edges out to look like a square. And after six months, I can't fucking keep that up anymore. I morph back into a triangle and that fucking shit don't fit. So... It's a very, like, uplifting, powerful understanding that, like, dude, you're not supposed to be what you're not supposed to be. And you'll never will be what you're not supposed to be.
0: Right. So
1: just keep being as, as triangular as you possibly can. And guess what? When you find another triangle, that shit will automatically fucking click. Yeah. But if you're this oblong fucking morphed out weird shape, like, you don't belong anywhere. And no shape will, attack like, attach to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When did that click for you? <sighs> oh, man. Um... I was, okay, I was ditched all the time as a kid. Like I was very, I'm an only child. My parents are on the older side. They were really old when they had me, so they didn't go to parties or anything. So I was very, there wasn't a lot of silliness in my life. There wasn't a lot of parties or groups of people. So um, I always did what I wanted to do and people wouldn't want to do it. And then they would go do something else and I wouldn't go with them. And I always felt like they were running away from me and ditching me and, and all that stuff. So for the longest time, up until co- college, up until college, <laughs> this is what I did. Remember, Lindenwood, um, you didn't have digital uh, um, sign-up processes. You had to literally go through the line and, like, mm-hmm. register.
0: Yeah, bro, you go down into the, that bottom room there and, and the Spellman Center. And you had to, like, stand in a nine-hour-long line. yeah, weave through all the tables, dude. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was such a loner that I went through that line twice. And uh, if anyone's listening to that, Lindenwood. I faked my own roommate as myself. So I went through that line twice, and I wrote down two different names with two different social security numbers and picked two different sets of classes, and I put myself in the same room so that I wouldn't have a roommate.
0: How the hell did you do that?
1: I just fucking tried it, and it fucking worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know who they were billing. Like, I made up an address, like <laughs> the whole thing, dude. But because you know how Linwood was, it was all paper. So by the time the one who sends out bills got it, it was like five months down the fucking road. Yeah. And by the time they didn't get a response, it was like the semester was over. Yeah. So damn, dude. So I lived in Parker by myself for three years. Holy shit. Yeah, faking my own roommate, and 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 it was on that premise of like. I'm not gonna force myself into anybody's circle because I didn't feel like anyone's circle wanted me. So I wasn't gonna force myself just to say I wasn't a loner. Because I've been a loner my whole life, so it didn't really fucking matter to me. And then through Supplement Superstores, that's why Andy means so much to me, is he was the first one in my life to like look at my shape or look at who I am as a person and like, and like positively expose that to a giant group of people as like this is a positive person this is a good person this is a this is a you know a go-getter be, be like bart like the, he has the qualities that we want to emulate and that was the first time i'm like oh fuck being myself is like good like i'll have everything i've ever wanted because all i've ever wanted to do is belong mm-hmm. ever forever which is ironic because i didn't do anything to belong <laughs> I just was okay with not belonging, even though that's what I wanted. Yeah. But I would never sacrifice who I was as a person to do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a really shit part of Chicago, bro. Like, four of my best six friends are either dead or in jail. Oh, shit. Drugs. I've never done a drug in my life. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. But there was drugs in, like, fourth grade. Like, like bad, bad, bad area. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it just, I just never, I never thought of it as me. Yeah. I was in the environment because that's where I was born and raised, but I'd never thought like I was part of that.
0: Got it. Got it.
1: So I don't know where that comes from. I think it's genetic, dude. Yeah. I wish I wasn't so I can like teach this or that or the other thing. I, it's just how I've always been.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Sometimes, you know, it's just like an innate thing. You know, you just kind of want to travel your own path.
1: Did, did right? you, did you? This is, do you ever think, like, when you were younger, did you think that, like, the environment that a human grew up in or interacted with had a majority of the role of how they, how they ended up?
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was a concept that I really had uh, whenever I was younger.
1: No? No. I did, and, it, and as I've gotten older, I think genetics has played a much larger role of who people become rather than their environment. Mm. And it was exactly opposite when I was a kid. Yeah. As I was growing up, I thought, like, because I was put into this or because I had to do this, because my dad made me do this, I became the person I am. Yeah. But then I have now at 35 hundreds of examples of people who had similar situations and they're completely fucking opposite of me they're pieces of shit that don't do anything and they're alcoholics yeah. and they're drug addicts and yeah like, why the fuck didn't i fall into that
0: yeah i don't know man i think it's a yeah i definitely think it's a, a blend right because i see my kids and i see certain traits in them and it's it's that's definitely an innate thing that's expressing itself yeah. and then you see people you like there's examples of two people growing up in the exact same household yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. completely turning out completely different right so it's you know how do you how do you handle the input that you're getting your experiences and yeah i don't i don't know what it is entirely but i think there is a, a pretty big piece of that is like
1: what is innate um D- did you ever think of that when you're becoming a dad and you're gonna have to now teach life into another life
0: oh no i mean i was so young at the time <laughs> i mean now uh, being being you know fuck dude almost it's been like i said my son will be he'll be 14 on sunday Mm so you know it's been 14 years that you know he's been around and yeah i I look at the world completely different now than then so for sure dude life life is just life is wild man you never know how somebody is necessarily going to turn out but yeah i I think that there's a, a pretty big piece of it where there's just these character traits that just get passed along through genes man and it's it's so interesting to yeah. see how similar people are
1: to their parents. Well, and that's that why I asked that question was like I have a 2-year-old daughter, she's turning to August 22nd and I had this like moment where I got fucking terrified because I my dad was not a good dude. Like he was a genius, he was a manly man. He had absolutely no social skills and did some tyrannical, absolutely horrendous fucking things, not physically but just mentally just irate crazy shit yeah um and I love who I am, and I love how I turned out, and I love the stuff that I know, and I love my drive, and I love myself do do I have to be that douche to my daughter <laughs> to become this for to, to her to follow successful traits Of course not no, but there's a huge scared if I believe that the environment or the struggle and the pain that I went through as a kid created much of my attributes as an adult you hear all the times rich kids turn out like pieces of shit because of the entitlement and this and that so I'm like fuck dude how do I I want to love this thing more than you know like I want to just physically kiss her and hug her all fucking day like I don't want her to feel any pain any of that shit But I, more than anything, want her to be an amazing human being, and I want her to be so proud of herself with her characteristics and her personal traits. I have to put her through struggle. I just have to have enough tact to do it in such a way that, again, like, it's, like, almost selfish. Like, I don't want her to fucking hate me, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like... She needs to struggle, and she needs not to feel like I am going to do everything for her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like how do you introduce that struggle? Well, so how do you get okay with that as a parent that you go like, this kid's not going to fucking like me?
0: At times, for sure.
1: I mean, in general, they're going to respect me at some point in the future when they love themselves. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that process is going to look way different for her than it is going to be for all her friends, and she's going to know that.
0: Well, what I can say at this stage. (laughs) You got 12
1: years on me, bro. Fourteen,
0: bro. Yeah. Oh, no, your daughter's two. two. Yeah. Um, dude, it's the, it's the teenagers that get wild yeah. in that sense. Because, dude, when they're young, they absolutely love you. Yeah, you're the smartest true. man. Yeah. They're happy to see you. Yeah. They're not really, I think kids, they don't really have this sense of independence and who they are and their own, like, you, you, you reach this point where you have this self-realization of you are a sovereign being and mm-hmm. you're living your life. And it, there's this realization that comes along in life. And it's weird that kids don't really have that, like, up until a certain point. And you'll, you'll notice the change because there's a couple times to where I've heard them say things like, um, like, that's not my style or I'm not the type of person okay. that. They okay, yeah, try yeah. to draw these hard lines about who they are. Boundaries. They're trying to figure out, yeah. They're trying to define where they fit in and what they believe in. They're, they're, so it's interesting to see this transition where it, it happens in middle school, where it, and they start becoming more influenced by their friends and they sure. just want to hang out with their friends and not you. And that's I think once they hit that point, that's when they're going to be, you're going to run into that situation of where, um, you know, maybe you're not liked so much. But yeah. then dude, you have a daughter, dude, so she might just be always down to ride. Yeah. My <laughs> daughter is easier for me than my son is. Really? And your that son's older. Yeah, he's 14. He'll be 14, and then she's 12. Yeah. And um, just it's just the whole character, or not character, but just like the personality things. She is v- much more similar to me mm-hmm. than he is, and he has a lot of character traits of, like, his mom. So gotcha. you just see the temperaments, and uh, it's, just, it's just interesting to see them become their own people. Yeah. But, yeah, they're definitely, dude, this is something that's on my mind all the time. Like, my son is definitely pulling away yeah and trying to be his own which is person. a great thing
1: technically i mean it's it, it's tough as a parent buddy yeah, it's yeah tough as a parent i'm saying that because i'm not there obviously they think they're think
0: they smart you know and it's just they don't think that you have lived or have done what they are doing because it's different now it's different. everything's different everything's different now bro it's I'm not, not the same i'm not like you i'm my own type of person yeah. and then yeah i mean it's just weird man you learn about generations there's these archetypes that tend to apply to generations and there's just this constant cycle rotating through these like these four type of archetypes and then you know the generation that you know there's the the parents and then you raise a generation so you have two different generations so the generation that's coming up in the shadow of the 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 uh, predecessor generation is always going to do something different than that generation they have to it's just this draw to Absolutely. like I can't, like you said, you, you don't want to be the father that you want to be, right? So That's you're right. gonna do something different, right? right? And you're gonna try. So there's, there's this these cycles and like parenting styles and and just beliefs on the world, and it's it's just crazy to see, dude. I'm reading this book called um, The Fourth Turning. Okay. It's it's damn near talking about what we're living in right now. It's scarily accurate, but it's just talking about. Was it written a while ago or like recently? It's written in '97 oh by these two guys, and it's just talking about the cycles of history and how time is secular. and. We, there's these four turnings that tend to happen where we're kind of like in this high moment and then there's um like an awakening and then there's like an unraveling and then there's like a crisis and then it keeps going through these four cycles and then right now where we are today right now are like in they, what the book is is predicting the fourth turning this was in 97 so we're like in this crisis moment yeah. of so i'm reading this i'm like, oh my so god so unraveling's coming next we lived through the unraveling oh, already and okay. then now we're in the crisis gotcha. and then through the crisis comes like a reset which is like this high so uh, hopefully we come out better well, who knows but yeah it happens over the last time we were in the fourth turning was like World War two mm. great yeah so it, it happens like every 80 years roughly you kind of get through the entire what they call a seculum mm-hmm. um, usually like 80 to 100 years it's just it's just fascinating stuff so as I look at these archetypes and these personalities like our generation at least in the book is considered what's called like a hero generation our parents would have been like a nomad generation which my mom was that for sure I mean she was like a latchkey kid you know mm. they had they they had no their the parenting style of like our parents was completely unrestrictive, unprotective to the max. Absolutely. Where they didn't wash them. So then you kind of have like this tightening of parenting where we had a little bit more strict and Mm -hmm. then now now you're over. We have helicopter parenting, right? And then the bounce back to that is you have a little bit of a loosening. Now it's going to probably come from our parents back to, you know,
1: uh, unrestricted
0: unrestricted i guess would be our kids grandkids so it's it's just these cycles dude it's just it i'm reading sense, this shit dude. it's just it's fast just psychologically stuff, it
1: makes sense any time i talk to a client that's having trouble with their kids you know it's a very like being uh, on the outside of it obviously i have no emotional ties so it's just information and you hear like well they want to do this and they want to do this and want to do this and everything that they're like so butthurt hurt about i'm like none of those things matter just let them fucking do it like they want to get earrings in their tops of their ears and they want to do this and they want to do this and i'm like okay are they like sneaking out of the house are they like sleeping with people they shouldn't be sleeping with are they doing drugs are they fucking failing out of school like all the real serious shit no they're fucking great kids they want to just wear holes in their jeans and put right. fucking earrings in their eyeballs they're not like, meeting your expectations. they're trying to keep like they're trying to keep their life which their kid is a part of to look a certain way and to be a certain definition and that's and that stifling is what humans always resist Mm -hmm. if you just let me do my own thing and trust me to do my own thing i mean think about even at your vocation when you do a job for somebody if they're fucking micromanaging you you go fuck off like i'm gonna get this shit done just come back on friday when it's done like And then if you don't, I'm going to on purpose make your life fucking harder because I don't want you here. Just let me do my thing. Trust me. Let me feel good about myself because I did it. You know, my daughter's doing that shit now. No, me. Like, don't help me, dad. Like, don't help me, dad. Like, that's a human nature thing. Yeah. How much better is the hike down the forest when you're just fucking walking by yourself than if some dude is directly in front of you going, hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. Hey, we're walking this way. Hey, look at that. Like, it destroys the entire experience. Yeah, you're moving at your own speed. That's right. Let me enjoy this shit. Let me sit down on this rock for fucking 45 minutes. So, So, like just like this i just have like it, it, i think again like i said earlier like nature involves everything on purpose like you just gotta let the fuck go yeah yeah and Be,
0: to, to your po- earlier point things are always happening yeah nothing's
1: new like right. this, is, this is just yeah. life
0: life is happening correct let go and, and do your thing do
1: your thing keep yourself with what you can control you know there's all these cliches now right right we've the the age of like self-development it feels like it's newer and it's but it's always been the zigzigglers and everything like that's been forever man mm-hmm. fucking uh meditations by marcus aurelius like have you read that oh yeah, yeah. Right? i have it yeah yeah you read it and it's like he fucking wrote it yesterday and this dude was alive so so long ago mm-hmm. right so like none of this shit is new none of this but like you said the hubris and all that if you can just take a step back and just realize i don't know everything now i know more than i did i don't know as much as i will and don't think you have it all, tipped together. And you'll just fucking take your hands off of it and be like, I'm just going to keep reacting in the way that makes me feel loyal, honest, hardworking, determined. You know, things will be as they're supposed to be. The same thing thing to the triangles to the squares. If I'm me and you run away, you're not supposed to be in my life. Thank you for leaving. Not, I got to keep them, I got to keep them, I got to keep them. Right. Stress. This job doesn't want you. Get the fuck out. Did you do things that made you happy and fulfilled and you and you felt good about it, yeah, I was pretty proud of my work, and they fired you, yeah, then you're not supposed to fucking be there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's making room for what belongs. happens for you. Absolutely. Everything happens for you as long as you are true. That's the one thing that, like, like the, you know, uh, self-development thing, I think, kind of gets fucked up or law of attraction or the secret, you know, really kind of puts it <laughs> wrong. Just think it, bro. It bro, happens. million bucks. Fuck yeah, Keeps dude. They forget the whole piece of, like, you got to be honest with yourself with really what you think and how you feel. Yes.
0: Dude, your intentions are not just putting the words out. (laughs) It's how do you feel what are your thoughts? What are your internal core beliefs? Truly. For real. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. That's right. You know, are you getting jealous when you see that person winning? If you are, be honest about that and try to correct that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've definitely been that person where I'm like, fuck, man, why is that not me? But it's like, no, it's like. Hell yes! Yeah, they're winning. Winning is happening. We're winning. Let's when you, win. when
1: you, when you said, you know, I, I'm trying to work on my empathy. Has your life gotten better since then?
0: Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. I'm definitely able to actually connect with people, uh, and I, that helps your way. life.
1: And that you, you, feel better about yourself. And oh yeah, yeah. That's because it was true. It was a true distinction and self awareness. So, no one does that they all make justifications as to why they do have what they think they don't or why it's okay that they don't have it, right? You'll say, I don't have empathy. That's great because that keeps me blunt and honest and I'm very straightforward and that's to the point and I'm phenomenal because of that. When in reality, you're missing out on so many good opportunities to connect with awesome people because you don't have a, a good enough time connecting on an emotional level which is where true connection lives right right which is why people just need to come to the power project
0: so they can make (laughs) connections (laughs) i mean if i can say it i mean i I I said it it.
1: (laughs) 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 man you know i've been talking to my staff about stuff like that and and the truth of the matter is is if you do shit right you don't have to try that hard to make it work if you have to consistently come up with elaborate fucking things to make something work and you have to hold it up constantly with all of your mind every single day like it's probably not gonna last even if you do end up being able to figure it out when we were at the beginning stages of s2 like you remember like they didn't go to chamber meetings they didn't like they they didn't do any of that like fancy business shit you just shook people's hands you listened to what they have to say you made them feel better about who they were as a person or you at least taught them something that they used and then they told their friends and then the fucking thing blew up like organically uh again nature if it's organic it will last if it's unorganic or if it's against nature like i don't care how hard you're gonna try it's gonna fucking fail yeah i mean think about it like even if you arbitrarily artificially inflate this gym get a fuck ton of members and i sell it within two years for a boatload of money The lessons learned, the experiences had, the connections made, aren't organic necessarily, aren't nature necessarily. I might use that money then to make a stupid decision or invest in another concept that's also artificial. The fucking buck will stop at some point. Right. It will all fall apart at some point. It will. Yeah. Now I might be financially stable, but again, four pillars, bro. I don't care if you got a bunch of money in the bank, but if you don't feel good about who you are, or if you don't have no relationships, or if you're out of shape because you stressed all the time. Like, what's that worth?
0: Yeah, money is just one piece of the puzzle, you right? You Got it, man. It's
1: an extremely important, important. piece because it's freedom. Yeah, it allows you to be who you want to be. Yeah. Um. That, that's why I think like you said, it starts with the mind, right? So I agree. So you got the mindset that gets your body into the physical fitness, which then gives you the energy to go after your finances, which then allows you the freedom to help you through relationships. It all intervenes. One hundred percent. So, uh, yeah. Again. If if people took a step back and just were honest with the process, they'll understand all four of those pieces. But their ego and all that shit gets in the way, and then they go, "Well, I have this, so I'm okay." When they're don't they're not okay. They don't feel okay. None of their day is okay, but they want to perceive like it is, right? Because it's a lot less work,
0: right? Well, you're planting the seeds, man. Thanks, man. It's cool to see. It's really, appreciate it's it. really cool to see. This is this space is going to be pretty sensational when it's all the I sure. appreciate
1: it. I, I appreciate you coming down here, because I know you know. You have a studio that you said you can control the environment and everything. So I really do appreciate you coming out. I just really wanted to show it to you. No, I
0: get it, man. No worries. I'm know. glad. I'm glad I've checked it out, dude. It's gonna be like this. Is just still very bare bones. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's so no equipment in it. Yet. So once once you walk <laughs> in here, I mean, God, this is gonna be so cool. The lighting is awesome. The space is huge. That that big open uh, turf space. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's we're not a functional space.
1: Exactly every part of fitness belongs there's not like crossfit's better than strongman that's better than powerlifting it's better than bodybuilding like it's all of it and all of it has its space Mm -hmm. like you can make your legs bigger doing athletic type movements and you can become faster doing weightlifting and you become more powerful doing you know body like it all belongs and ultimately if you really enjoy fitness like you want to progress through all pieces Right, you don't want to just stifle yourself into a category. Yeah, like you said, I think most people kind of walk this path,
0: right? You kind of get introduced in the barbell when you're young, and then you start kind of doing more traditional bodybuilder lists, and then you start discovering all these other Mm -hmm. fitness avenues, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people travel a similar journey, right? Well, and then
1: and then it becomes egotistical because if you define as a power lifter then you have to look a certain way lift a certain way wear certain clothes yeah listen so to certain music identifying
0: with those things That's, right those that are, sucks yeah 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 that sucks bad fitness and health is it's really it's just a lifestyle man it's just in the way in which we operate life is long and you want to be able to get the most out of it if i amen. mean you can be long hopefully i, amen, yeah. I always tell deja i'ma live till i'm lived 106 why 106 um well i always knew it was going to be over 100 and i just (laughs) arbitrarily said 106.
1: so i'm never dying bro never no my energy will live forever just going oh yeah yeah, the energy will go on forever i'm gonna be in everything
0: yeah like yeah
1: physically yeah
0: you're gonna you're gonna stay stay just just kicking just kicking Dude, ass. listen
1: with 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 our high level of income and modern technology there's no reason why we can't live to 160 165.
0: that's true man <laughs> you know i'm just gonna kill a whole bunch of kids and drain their blood <laughs> and uh infuse their blood and just live forever so we have
1: in our locker room actually a little spot that little johnny's get just shoved in there Yes. and, and then there's like a straw on the other side yes you don't have to see it you know like butcher situation no, you know? i
0: want to be removed from the process this is why I go to the butcher because they've already done it for me, bro.
1: We're gonna make millions, <laughs> <laughs> millions of
0: dollars. Shit, Bart, dude. Let's um. Hopefully nobody takes us serious. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> hopefully let's laugh enough times that oh people understand that people if they're joking. People are silly
0: though. That's the thing. People are. They're silly. gonna comment on that. Satire. You shouldn't laugh at shit like that. Satire is lost on people. Fuck. Everyone's
1: so sensitive. Yeah, because it gives them attention.
0: Well, the problem is, and this will be probably my last little rant, but just the idea of um, whenever you start self censoring and you act like you can't say things or you have a a public opinion and a private opinion you're way off base bro you are
1: way off you're base. the one and screwing shit up you're
0: not you're not living freely anymore if you have a private opinion and a public opinion
1: you're screwing shit up
0: if you have an opinion and you think it's going to rub people the wrong way then maybe you should find just a better way to articulate what you're saying because oftentimes it's not what you say it's how you say it so it sure. doesn't mean you have to change the
1: message yeah
0: but don't be a pussy and be scared to say what you have to say you know what i'm
1: saying so so like the people who still wear masks You know, like after everyone's stopped wearing them and everything, like you would easily be like, oh, you know, you don't need to wear a mask in your car. What an idiot. I personally have more respect for the ones that are still doing it after everyone has stopped because at least they're the ones that still actually believe in this shit.
0: Yeah, they're true believers.
1: True believer. And I have more respect for the ones that will uh, uh, put themselves in positions of, of people making fun of them because of what they believe in dope go do your thing i can't stand the ones that were vocal during it talking shit on me because i wouldn't wear one and now they're not wearing one because it's okay not to wear one like bro you're the one that fucked all this up for everybody Mm -hmm. you're a fucking pussy Mm -hmm. and you know what's cool is it's a filter for people who really don't belong in your life because if you stay true to all this shit and you do speak your mind when asked I don't go out there and task my opinion. Like, I don't, like, you shouldn't do this. Like, if you don't ask me shit, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not, Right. I don't, you don't care. I know you don't care what I think. If you ask me what I think, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to go around telling people you're stupid or you're dumb or you're this because that doesn't, that doesn't help.
0: Listen, dude, I'm changing minds every day on Facebook. <laughs> I just hop right into the comments and I just tell people what I think and then they just believe it. So I don't know what you're doing wrong. I but. actually
1: visit them afterwards just to confirm that they are now on my mind like length you know what I mean like in I person? shake their hand yeah, oh no
0: no I only do it through the keyboard <laughs> there's no reason for me to leave my chair I might spill my Cheetos Jesus Christ well your mom's
1: coming down with your hot pocket sun, at any time
0: I sunburn easy <laughs> I can't I don't deal, believe that I can't deal I don't believe that I can't deal with the light unless Bart. you're permanently sunburned <laughs> I don't believe that buddy at Dude, all. Bart dude we, so we've been going for an hour and a half man oh um, shit I appreciate it yeah so, tell the people that they can check you out put it in the show notes but if you want to direct anybody yeah um, more, um
1: Instagram is where I'm gonna be putting most of the updates. So Project Power Gym on Instagram. My private is Bart Pietrzak, P-I-E-T-R-Z-A-K. I I also put updates uh, like a personal update toward the building of the gym. Um, Those are gonna be the main main spots. Awesome. Check us out. Cool. Yeah, man. Dude, thanks. Thanks again, Bart. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it.
0: All right, everybody. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. As always, if you're getting value, just do me a favor. Tell a friend. Bring us a new friend for the next episode. I will be eternally grateful if you do. That's all I have, though. Just keep being rad humans. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. I'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye.